rocking the top of this esophagus, rocking this metropolis. No, I'm not a large water-dwelling mammal. Where'd you get that preposterous hypothesis from? Did Steve tell you that one put chance? And then he like shakes his fist and he's like, Steve. <laughs> it's so good. Um, we got stuff in common with him. Yeah. Yeah. Shake our fa- fists at guys named Steve. Anyway, this is the part of the show where Cole raps for a bit. Welcome once again to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should. And you probably are, and that's why we like you. So thanks for joining us today. We are drinking a very special bottle today, Del Bach uh, Classic. And so we'll get into what that represents in terms of the Del Bach lineup. Uh, but I'm excited to drink a nice American single malt today with Robbie. But before I get to any of that business, anything regarding the whiskey, anything regarding my life or Robbie's life, I wanted to talk about some business. A uh, great way to hit us up is on Instagram. We love talking to people on Instagram, people that hit us up. Uh, we we have you know a lot of people that are able to talk to us, and we love that. Uh, we love just shooting the breeze, talking about whiskey, talking about life. So a great way to show us support is uh, reach out send us a message even on or even comment on our stuff on instagram so that's all i got for today in terms of business robbie we are we're we're recording uh on a sunday this week um Mm -hmm. because uh i got a little vacation coming up we'll get to that later um but that's why it's it's just a little weird we've only we talked like a few days ago we usually record on thursday so it's only been like what four days three days Three days, three, yep, three days, so, yeah, well, how you doing since then, Robbie? It's like two and a half days, actually, you know, because we recorded... That's true, Thursday we're recording night, midday. Kind of like midday Sunday, uh, so, uh, I'm good, man. Uh, the weather is nice this weekend. I finished putting together my uh, new garden box, so we got a couple of boxes ready. Oh, yeah, I saw pics. What's mm-hmm. that? I saw pics on oh, Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah, Chelsea posted, Finley helping me. Uh, kid help is the best help, man. I tell you that much. That's the best. <laughs> it is pretty. Finley, she loved it. So like, she helped me um, stain them. So the stain on it's nice. a little, little wonky in some spots, but it's got some character. Uh-huh. And, um, they're, Love the, it. the boxes have a lot of character because I didn't get very high grade lumber, and it was like <laughs> uh-huh. some of them are bent and bowed, but it's got character. Oh, rough. So it, yeah. they are very rough. So we got those put in, which is nice, and. Uh, Hauled a bunch of dirt. It was fun. We went out to uh, Chelsea's uncle's farm, uh, Papa G's farm, to get it. In the nice. Went and uh, rode the four wheelers. And Finley can't go fast enough. And Junie likes a nice, cautious speed. And I'm nice. Yeah. And Amara got to drive the four wheeler by herself for the first time, so she was excited about oh, that. That's and, nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was nice. Yeah. And then, oh, the best part though is we went down by the river at Papa G's and we just turned the four wheeler off. It's just Finley and I. And I go, we're just talking about the river. And I go, okay, you ready to go? And she goes, no, dad, I want to sit here with you. And I was like, oh, melted my heart. And I'm like, we, so we just sat listening to Which the river. Which daughter? Finley. Junie, oh, Junie would be like, so yeah, sweet. take me back to mom. Uh, Finley enjoys yeah. dad though. So, no, man, it's been, oh, that's great. Been a good, good time since i last talked to you i'm just enjoying the weather uh getting ready for some march madness i'm so excited for that to begin and oh that's right yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was yeah we didn't have it last year and that was like last year was like that's when it, things really hit me i was like, like yeah every day i remember I that like, I, I should be watching basketball right now but i'm not like there's not basketball on yeah march madness is my favorite i love it so nice yeah so anyway that's me did you set up your bracket uh well the so we're recording on Sunday so it's selection Sunday so I think the champ, last championship games are starting right about now and then they do the selection oh, nice. at four or five o'clock something like that so then you can set your bracket up after that so but yes I will be uh, for sure yeah my my glory glory moment of um your one shining moment as they say in the whole March Madness yeah totally was <laughs> you know two years ago. Two years ago when I said, well before the thing even happened, that Virginia would win. And they won. Of course, they were seated first, sure. Uh, but they did win. And my mm-hmm. wife went there. And I love that school. There you go. Uh, so hopefully they do okay again. Uh, I doubt they'll win. Uh, but I hear they're doing better than people thought they might be doing. But last year, wasn't wasn't Wisconsin like supposed to be like first seed last year? Uh, you know, I... I, I, I 
don't really follow the season so closely so that i can kind of save yeah, up yeah. like brownie points with the wife to really binge the tournament so nice i can't even uh-huh. tell you for last year i don't even remember I, yeah i'll loosely follow i, I want to say in eastern washington but that's about it uh-huh. so yeah i gotcha yeah those those schools so connected to your heart <laughs> anyway <laughs> Yeah, I, I just like I like I don't like sports like I did actually watch one game or maybe two games when Virginia was like killing it in mm-hmm. the March Madness two years ago. But that's probably the only or no, I did also watch the game three years ago where Virginia lost to that one team in the first round. Uh, was it like uh, UMBC? Yeah. Um, and that was a crazy it was funny. I was hanging out with some friends and one of my friends, Tom, he goes, tell you what. If uh, the like number one, you know, if Virginia, who was seated number one that year, uh, loses to UMBC, then I will buy everyone's stakes. And, you know, it never happened in the history of yeah. March Madness and the NCAA championship stuff is like that, if, you know, in the first round that the first seed team loses. Um, and so we got stakes. It was awesome. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just you know I'm not a big sportsy guy as I always say on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, but let's see, how was my week and stuff? I yesterday was just a chill day. I love chill weekends. Yeah. Um, I love working on jewelry. Kind of in a way, like I always see a good weekend as like kind of catching up on jewelry. Even though I usually keep a good pace, I like to. Just like I'll co- go into the studio and work for like an hour and I'll be like, and some days I'll be like, maybe I'm just good for the day. I don't even need to work anymore. And it's not even a matter of a priority of my projects or my orders. Mm-hmm. It's more so like, I just don't want to work more than that today. And I'm okay with that. And I'll get it all done. And that's the nice thing is working a full-time job, also studying and jewelry is still not overwhelming. It's actually like really good for me. Like it's, it's, yeah. I just put in the time when I can and grateful, you know, and like some days I'm like, I'll work four hours, five hours, but then some days I'll like, no, I don't even want to work today. Yeah. And it all works out, which is a great pace is what I love of the orders I've been getting. Except this week has been really slow. I got one order in the last eight days. Uh, and normally I get four to four to five a week. Oh man. So something something's going down. I don't know. People just aren't buying right now. So, um, yeah. Otherwise, I you know, like I said, I love a good chill weekend. Today's even pretty chill. I only have like one hey, thing that we had on the, the on the, the calendar sketch. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, sometimes I, I don't know. I try to like bring in the word filtered. You'd probably be good at thinking fast for that because you're like a pun guy. You can think fast. Uh, but not right now. Uh, we, we, and, well, yeah, and you got, it's all good. And this week we're recording early. You didn't really touch on that. I totally did. Did you? Yeah, I said we normally record on well, Thursday, but today we're recording a midday Sunday. But you didn't say why. Why we're we recording early, Cole? Oh, that's part of. Oh that's yeah. Part of so yeah, I will get into that. <laughs> um, so yeah, this week I'm very excited. Uh, Wednesday we're heading out, driving over to San Diego, specifically. Coronado, oh, uh, which is like kind of like an island. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been there? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Where are you guys staying at? We're staying. We're staying at that nice like Coronado Del or Del. What is it called? Like the, not Del Bach, the old one, the the old building, the like hotel. Yeah, one. it's like the the really like traditional, like yeah. really cool architecture one. Mm-hmm. We're staying at that. Nice. Looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah it's no. it's kind of our last hurrah. It's our baby moon. So it's kind of cool. Uh, one of, so we're going to enjoy it. One of my mm-hmm. favorite things about Coronado is you're right. Like, so we stayed, we went there last, I can't remember that there's a resort that's south of the main one that you guys are going to. And in between them is the oh, Navy cool. SEAL training center. So it's pretty cool. Cause oh, like, no way. Yeah. Like if you go up and down, like if you do, like we would take uh, our, hotel the resort we're at took a shuttle into uh coronado and stuff like that. yeah into we, san diego yeah uh-huh. and uh so you would you go by and you see like all these navy seals doing all their trainings and stuff like that and like helicopters I love that. flying around it's pretty cool it's i mean hopefully i don't know what part of the like what phase their classes are, would be in right now but you might get to catch some of that yeah so pretty sweet um, no, that'd be cool yeah and lots of good lots of good restaurants and fun cocktails in that area um and then are you, so are you guys just going to chill? Are you guys going to do any sightseeing? What are you guys going to do? 
You know, there's only a few things that we really want to do in terms of like non-food related. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heather wants to see some seals, which I hear isn't too hard to find. I just talked about them. Uh, <laughs> is that I? I didn't catch that part. Uh, I just talked about the navy uh, seals. Yeah, and you, she wants to see them. Oh yeah, I guess that's a good <laughs> point. Yeah, yeah. Navy so seals? we'll see the seals. Okay. No, we'll see the other navy seals and sea lions. <laughs> um, and. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited about that, and I want to say there's sea lions out in San Diego, but I might be wrong. I don't probably. Uh, they are pretty different, as as if you really look into it, they are very different animals. One of my but and they, have, uh, they have the U.S. Uh-huh. the U.S. Midways there in San Diego too. It's a pretty awesome tour. I didn't know that. Yeah, man, I'm missing out on all these things. I guess I didn't even realize San Diego is such a. I, I, I think about it now, and I'm like, yeah, I know a lot of uh, military people that have come out of San Diego area. Uh, or not come out, but like spent time in San Diego area. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, that, we got to check that out. Yeah, the Midway is yeah, pretty I'm, cool. I'm down. That's, is, if she feels like yeah. walking, it's it's a pretty pretty neat tour. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's about it. We probably will hit up the, the beach a few days because, yeah. you know, it's like right on the beach. Uh, but what I am looking forward to is the food, especially. I hear there's some really great, like, you know, everything from fish tacos to oh, yeah. uh, good sushi. Lots um, of restaurants. Yeah, so oh, yeah. even even on Coronado, yeah, apparently oh, yeah. is yeah. is quite a few good restaurants. For so sure. we'll probably maybe one or two nice meals, and the rest are just like maybe even like hole in the wall, like or you know nothing too crazy, but like very cool local San Diego places. So look forward to that, and then yeah, that's that's the big stuff. I am excited. We'll be there from Wednesday to Sunday, so nice. that's why we're recording early, is because uh, we this was the best day. But yeah, that's about it. Um, yeah, why don't we? Uh, unless you have anything else to say, we'll no, send it to break and we'll talk break. about the history of Delbach Classic. So here we go. All right, we're back. Uh, like I said, we're drinking Delbach Classic. Uh, I, I did want to um, thank Delbach Distillery mm-hmm. uh, for not only providing this bottle, but just being a cool distillery. We uh, did promise them an honest review, though, so our reviews will be completely our own opinion. We're not swayed by free gifts, uh, but I have a, I've had this before, and it's pretty pretty darn good. So okay. um, I'm not worried about being truthful today. I mean, truth will come, and it'll be good. <laughs> Uh, this is not our first episode featuring Delbach Distillery, as huh? I kind of sort of alluded to. all the time. I know. The first episode was 113, where we drank Delbach Dorado, oh. uh, the mesquite smoked single malt so, standard yeah. that they have. Oh, yeah. And then the episode 125 was the interview I got to do at the Delbach Distillery with Stephen Paul and Veronica Townsend. Uh, where we drank the fall 2020 distiller's cut. Like an atom so bomb of flavor in your mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With a with a mushroom cloud mushroom and a cloud. big bright flash. Mm-hmm. Um so history. We we've talked about a little bit of this, but I you know, I feel like this was written a little differently. Had a few extra notes here and there. So to remind some listeners of the history of this great Arizona distiller, it all started back in twenty six or two thousand six, not twenty sixteen. 2006, Stephen Paul and his wife were sipping scotch and barbecuing with some mesquite. Uh, the mesquite was actually from wood scraps from their boutique furniture company. They uh, the, the company sold uh, Southwest-style furniture, mostly made out of mesquite wood. And why is that? Uh, well, besides cacti, Tucson and the Southwest is generally known for uh, mesquite trees. Uh, local artisans, though, I, I kind of dig that, that like... You know, they take the local uh, materials and they make local um, furniture. So that was kind of cool. Anyway, they're sipping that good scotch. And I believe Stephen told us uh, in the last episode that it was actually his wife's original thought. And the thought was, what if we made a single malt whiskey that uses mesquite instead of peat to dry the malt? Now, for those who don't know, in scotch, in the scotch world... When you're working with peat, uh, like in a place like Isla or the Western Isles of Scotland, you wet the barley grain and let it actually start growing. 
And then in order to stop the growing, you have to heat the grain in an oven or, you know, a large enclosed room by burning peat in the room or in the oven. Uh, they, they have a ton of peat in Scotland, so why not use it? But there's not a lot of peat in Arizona, but there is a lot of mesquite. And mesquite mm-hmm. is known for its great smoking properties. Uh, it is slow in burning. Uh, the trees actually do grow reasonably fast. Uh, so there's a lot of them in the desert and people don't really worry about like how long it'll take to grow this tree. They do grow very fast compared to other trees, at least. I actually do have a, um, a mesquite tree in my front yard mm-hmm. and we have to trim it all the time just because it keeps shooting off branches. Uh, and so, but it's also got a very smoky yet not too overwhelming flavor. Some people do say mesquite is on the on the far end of flavor imparted through barbecue. Uh, but it is good. It's still good. Like not, not many people would say like, as opposed to like, uh, you know, maple or, or um, oak or uh, like applewood or something like that. It's got a little more oomph to it in terms of the flavor of the smoke, but slow burns, which is, which is pretty good. And, um, and it just, yeah, has good flavor altogether, especially for brisket. So it came together and uh, Stephen got a still and started started fiddling around. And soon he got a full-out distillery. And has, has even now a great head distiller named Veronica Townsend, who was on episode 125. Uh, they're both awesome. And they have perfected, in my opinion, smoked American single malt whiskey. And uh, Del Bac Dorado is a phenomenal pour that not only renewed my trust in micro distilleries, or, or what I like to call growing distilleries, but it also helped me realize that there can be nothing wrong with a less than 53 gallon barrel because they usually, I believe, I believe it was 15 gallons they use, uh, or maybe it was like 22. I'm, I'm blanking right now, but it, they're not full size. <laughs> uh, everything they do though is on site. They malt, mash, ferment, distill, and bottle on site. If you're ever within a few hours of Tucson, Arizona, I highly recommend getting a tour. Plus they're amazing people and if you're lucky ada the distillery dog will be there too oh. and she is a gem she's adorable and she's like a little uh, little like, like that no she's an australian shepherd australian not shepherd. a not a cattle dog yeah she's adorable so cute she's like she's tough and at the door she's like who's this coming in and then when you get in she's like my belly is right here for the record <laughs> and um She's adorable. So, uh, but Delbach is not just known for their mesquite smoked single malts. They're also known for non-smoked single malt whiskey too. And that's what we're drinking today. Their aged but not smoked single malt called Classic. So what we're drinking, the Delbach Classic. This is basically, basically, I put that in quotes, a Highland type scotch, but it's not because of the stipulations of scotch whiskey. I wouldn't I would say it's even more strict than like bourbon laws or scotch laws. But similar to bourbon, you can't call it scotch if it wasn't mashed, fermented, distilled and matured for at least 3 years in Scotland. And when I say similar to bourbon, it's it's more so that the laws of bourbon apply to the u.s so but anyway so um but we're talking about scotch and yeah (laughs) at least three years is also the other thing of course there are other rules to scotch but that's the big thing that differentiates the classic here from being a scotch uh mostly the fact that it's not made in scotland but also three years uh it is mashed of 100 malted on-site barley and it's distilled in a copper pot still and aged in their warehouse if I do remember correctly, this was aged very similar to the Dorado. Uh, I believe it was 15 or maybe it was 22 gallon barrels uh, for one to two years. But I think uh, at least Veronica told me that the the sweet spot for the Dorado was like 14 months. And I might be wrong, but I want to say that's what she said. Uh, but it <laughs> that's works. That's what she said. Uh, not, that's what she said. So uh, not sourced whatsoever and apparently never chill filtered. Hey, that's the name of the podcast. What? So um, 90 proof and total wine price, uh, or at least on their website, on a uh, Box website, $54, as opposed to Dorado is $59. Okay. So here we go. Let's uh, let's sip it up. I, I got a full uh, sample bottle. And why don't you give it the old cork pop? We'll do. Nice. Oh, nice. nice and loud. Nice. Yeah, I like that. 
choice. So what's your favorite kind of I'm doing a nice pour. Um, what's my favorite kind of copper pot? I would still say it's a still. Okay. Mine's Chester. What's yours? Chester. Ah, that's pretty funny. There we go. I think I mentioned that. that the last time we talked about copper pots. All right. Hmm. Wow. So here's here's my first thought on the nose. A little bit of apple juice. Yes. Um, but the thing that I'm not noticing is a thing that I typically get off of small barrel whiskeys. It's kind of a soapiness, kind mm-hmm. of a even metallicness that isn't very pleasant. I'm getting none of that. This seems like a regularly aged scotch. Like Macallan or like like mm-hmm. anything Highland, like like Glen Glenmorangie, Glen Dronach, you know? I'm not getting the Glen Dronachy because Glen Dronach is hardcore on the uh, sherry butt finish or like the Oloroso or PX cast. I'm not getting sherry finish on this and they don't do sherry finish except for on some of their uh, distiller's cuts. So I am, I, okay, so mm-hmm. no, nose-wise, I'm with you. With, I, I Sorry, I already took a sip and I was about to jump into that. No, oh, you're good. No, I'll do it. Nose wise, though, it's uh, pretty mellow. Uh, do you get a lot of apple? A little bit of like a, a caramely sweetness, like uh, yeah, I'm getting vanilla. Not a lot though, but some there, um, and like some like dark fruits, almost like a plum, maybe a plumish kind of a taste. Or I'm nose. getting like a, almost a pomegranate on the nose. Okay, but yeah. But like a uh, grenadine type pomegranate, okay. not like straight up sniffing a pomegranate. <laughs> that was close. You almost made me aspirate on the on the whiskey there. I don't know why. Uh, Apparently, sniff, I aspire up, to whiskey too. Straight up sniffing. <laughs> straight up sniffing a pomegranate. Apparently, is funny to me. So, um, <laughs> crack it open. Just shove your nose in it. Okay. So you you talk about it. I'm gonna sip now. It is delicious. It's very. It's not. Like, I mean, there's really not a lot of smokiness to it to me. And mm-hmm. but I'm getting a little bit of like a sherry finish to it. Like it mm-hmm. almost. Oh, like, there is a really nice finish. Like it, it's almost like it was done in a sherry cask almost, but it's it's got a real nice mellow sweetness, sugary finish. Um, yeah. I, not mellow. It's it's really it is really sweet, but it's like a mellow lingering. Like it's just oh, stays there on your palate. Um, mm-hmm. Really sweet and bright, like a sherry finish. But like you said, it's not. A, you know, it doesn't have a sherry finish on it. So, um, yeah. I'm gonna go for another sip. Yeah. So, first thing I get is uh, the, like uh, what blows my mind is I'm not getting any of the small barrel taste that I would mm-hmm. assume that any small barrel product would have, this has none of that. It has, so it's just a really good, uh, you know, you're getting that barley, you're definitely getting that that nice, thick, scotchy barley as opposed to maybe like an Irish barley. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, but then at the end, it turns like to this nice sugary, like you were saying, almost like a sherry finish, uh, affecting the tasting finish, that is. And, but it's like, it just, Really, it turns into this like nice vanilla caramel at the very end, and and that's what makes it a little complex, I guess, is that it's not all at once. You're getting hits and like waves of flavor, mm-hmm. but this, the, I mean, honestly, this competes with Macallan in my book. Yeah, and that might blow some people away that like a one one year two months whiskey from tucson arizona you know that's just you know it's just a typical it not it's not a typical but most people would think like out of this you know micro distillery that's making single malt or single malt whiskey american single malt and then yeah like what makes this this is on the same like playing field as balvini Mm -hmm. like as you know mccallan or glenn morangie or um oban you know yeah, I, I don't. So I'm not super, I, I just yeah, it's great. I'm not super versed in scotches, like, um, but I do like Balvenie a lot, and I would say this is right up there with it. It's even like, compare. I mean, to me, it's comparable oh, to like so the uh, their standard was it 12, 12 year, Balvenie twelve, yeah. Uh, yep, twelve year double wood. Um, but it's really, I mean, it's 
yeah, it's right up there with it. Delicious. Um, yeah, this is good stuff. I'm gonna go ahead and drop it some water. It is such a good finish. Yeah. There are like three three levels to this whiskey. The first is that barley, and then it turns like right at the finish, it starts turning to this like honey vanilla mm-hmm. sweetness, and then it even goes a little bit further into the finish, mm. and just even more honey. And I would say, but the crazy thing is, is there's no like like I said, there's no like special finish to this one. You'd expect like a sherry finish or something like that to really like continue that like flavor. But the, it's still so, I, I mean, I sipped about a minute ago maybe mm-hmm. and it's still there just beautifully sweet in your mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I dropped water. I think I like the nose on the water as well. Um, it's yeah. on par with the neat for sure. It's, uh, I would yeah. say the, a little more of like the a sweetness, like the caramel gets a little, it's like a sweeter, caramel note um for sure yeah otherwise it's pretty much the same but it's like i don't know nose is on par it's good i would say it's a tiny bit more floral on the nose with the water Mm -hmm. yeah definitely a little more floral so when i dropped water did i tell you i think i told you i have an orange blossom tree in my backyard which i'm stoked about you mentioned that last episode i think love that smell love it (laughs) that's the only floral smell you really dig Exactly. Yes. How did you know? Because <laughs> I listen. Because I care. Um, <laughs> I'm halfway through a sip, and I have to like basically spit it out because I thought that was funny. Oh man, sniffing pentagrams. But I, I did caring. Um, I will say when I dropped the water, I noticed my glass, the like the the whiskey increased in volume. So that's interesting. Hmm. Huh. I was about it's to say, like, like, I was about to what, try to credit Miles and be like, and just abbreviate and be like, Miles Ferguson. I was like, that's that's from the MFR. But then I realized, not an appropriate nickname. <laughs> but well, um, I was thinking of um, Archimedes. Wasn't he the guy that did displacement? Wasn't he the the? You know, I was like, I spent years studying into a Archimedes, and, and I should be able to recall yeah. this, but I didn't study Archimedes, so no, yeah. no. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Maybe it wasn't Archimedes. I don't know. But yeah, this is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I prefer neat so far. There, I wouldn't say there's a bitterness, but there is a bite that uh, shows up a little bit with the water. Yeah, I can see that. It's amazing what a few drops can do. Seriously, well, I th- I kind of like the mouthfeel of this um, with the water. It thinned it definitely thinned it out. Surprise. But mm-hmm. um, oh gosh, hold on, Moose or Bo's whining. So talk for a second. Is he eating poop right now? Because dogs that eat poop should be questioned. But anyway, if, if no one's listening, I mean, if people are listening to this point, now that Robbie's hopped up, I know some people <laughs> back. are just going to like completely drop off of the podcast when Robbie isn't involved. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's back, apparently. Yeah. So. Hey, Robbie fans, I'm back. Don't worry. Um. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's funny. Like, uh, like on some of my favorite podcasts, there's like, co-hosts and some people are like they know that like they're a bigger some some of their fans are a bigger fan of one than the other i don't want to get competitive um i hope that day never comes that we're we have a fan club for both of us or each of us oh man cool because you'll totally win no i know my role you're the man man um not preferring no, the water. i just know things uh-huh. <laughs> not not preferring the water uh definitely does get a weird almost not bitter note but just an eh kind of thing on the finish there. Yeah, neat. yeah. The finish doesn't continue on neat. like it does with a neat. Yeah, form. neat is just there and it's just super sweet forever on the back end. Really good. I'm gonna go ahead and yeah. Tell my bus driver to drop. Yeah, that my cube. bus driver is dropping this cube. Here we go. Drop. Ooh, nice. Right in front of the mic. Oh man. So ooh, it, it actually ooh. got it colder very fast. <laughs> A lot more. F- I've yeah. come to come to realize that this happens. It gets colder when you put the ice in it. Secret is you got to heat the ice. Yep. Um, with your with your mouth. <laughs> um, a little more. It's definitely more floral for sure. You and notice how swirly it gets in there. Non chill filtered. Hey, that's still not the name of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> We should say that for other things. Hey, that's not the name of the podcast. That's that's similar to like, hey, that was a name in, or nickname in college. 
Hmm, I'm, I'm going to cleanse uh, my palate here a little bit because I'm kind of getting the same thing I got with uh, water. So hold on here. At least on the nose, I'm getting a little... It smells sweeter, more floral, uh, even more than the water, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But a little bit of that barley, kind of that like standard scotchy smell. Um, But nothing soapy none of that kind of stuff it's i don't know i I might like it more with the water water but i haven't sipped it yet but we'll find out we'll find out no okay so originally i thought i was like oh there's that kind of weird not quite bitter but weird note um cleanse Mm -hmm. my palate not quite there it's less pronounced it's a little bit there um compared to the water definitely less pronounced um there's still a good sweetness to it um i think I definitely prefer the neat, but if you're someone who likes to yeah, drink a whiskey too. with ice in it, it, it doesn't it doesn't kill it. It's not bad. Um, if that's the way you prefer to drink whiskey, this would be an okay one to do with. It doesn't turn anything weird up for sure. So, um, yeah, but definitely, it's just it made it sh- muted everything way too much. Like, yeah, yeah. It actually for me brought out youth in it more which <laughs> sometimes can be good but sometimes not in this case i do youth? not think the euthanasia Whoa. um <laughs> cold went dark but, again uh, yeah, yeah here we go the uh depression uh humor um this yeah it tastes like a younger product when you add ice to me it seems maybe like a you know, a standard, what I would expect of a one-year whiskey. When I drink it neat, it honestly tastes like it's over 10 years in terms of maturity and the the wood qualities of the whiskey. But I would say this this is one or two years if I were to expect um, kind of that less developed flavor. Um, So I would say if you're going to drink a Delbach Classic, I I'm only gonna drink this neat from now on because yeah, absolutely the water's not not bad um, and neither is this really but it's most uh, developed well, definitely with the neat pour. So I think yeah. like again one of my favorite things in a whiskey is when there is there are levels of complexity to it and I think the neat mm-hmm. has that for sure where it's just like there's a yeah, lot yeah. going on there um, and it kind of it it lingers long enough where you really can like examine it you know think on it kind of a thing um great sipping great sipping whiskey for sure neat i would i mean you could just yeah for sure you know an, an ounce of it would could last you an hour if you really just sat there with it because it just i mean it lasts forever on the palate so neat is good i think the other thing too this bottle i love the bottle um it to yeah. me is very like reminiscent of like a cowboy walking into a bar and you know getting yeah. his whiskey. yeah so anyway yeah, anything else you want to yep. say on it before we get into ratings? No, we can move on to ratings. Okay. Uh, I got mine in mind. Yeah. I. It's hard because in a way I want to be hub to what because of the price and because of the fact that it's a growing distillery. Mm-hmm. If I were to remove that fact that it is, you know, $54 for a bottle and is from this, you know, still growing distillery down in Tucson, that's what I'm gonna go with the rating for here. But if it weren't, if it were like combining the non-flavorful, uh, not just the flavorful qualities of it, uh, I would probably give it over a nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm gonna go almost nine. I'm gonna go a, a eight point eight eight. Oh here. man, um, almost even a nine or eight point nine. This is great, but uh, I I think the Dorado beats it for sure mm-hmm. uh, in terms of just even just everything. Like mm-hmm. the Dorado is fantastic. This one is great. It's similar to a Highland Scotch. In fact, I would put it up there with a good 10 to 15 year Highland Scotch. I, I mean that. Like, I'm not just saying this because I, I assume Stephen and Veronica might even listen to this episode. I don't care. I mean, I care that they're listening, but I don't. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Uh, my, my opinion is not going to be impacted by that. Uh, this is an 8.88, which is still a fantastic score, especially for an American single malt especially for a product aged less than two years. This is fantastic. Um, Really, I mean, that's the biggest thing is that it is complex 
and it competes with the big dogs of scotch in the highland realm so i think this is great that's what i think so i'm going to piggyback off what you said and say i'm pretty sure a guy named steve is listening to the podcast i want to tell you steve i don't care that you're listening to the podcast (laughs) (laughs) i don't ever want you to leave i don't want you to listen again man no no they're really nice people too steve's steve's keep listening um so i think so let me ask you a question real quick if we had uh-huh. this Delbach whiskey before the Dorado, do you think you would have this this one at a hub of what status? That's a really good question. Um, I do, actually. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is, um, you know, I have I, I agree with that because I'm like, have we reversed them? I think I would definitely have this at a hub of what. But I came into this expecting it to be really good because – Everything else in yeah, Delbach is really good. For sure. Um, so it doesn't quite make the hub to what status, but this is, it's a great whiskey. And I think, I think the big thing yeah. is if you are able to get your hand on any Delbach at this point, grab, grab it. it, grab it, grab it, grab yeah. it. It is really, it's quality stuff. Um, and I think the cool From thing the about price that, too. Well, and, yeah. and not only that, but I'm like, you know, you've got a, a smaller, a, a distiller with mm-hmm. a smaller footprint where they're, they're not everywhere and you know what like support the crap out of that mm-hmm. because i mean if they yeah if they for get, sure you know if they get to the point where they're bigger but not getting bought out yet and they can kind of do their things their way i mean if they got the the money behind them like I'm, i'd be impressed to see what they put out you know so definitely support on this uh this is i think last week we were spot on with our um ratings or was it the week before and this week we're really close i just went straight 8.8 so nice yeah i mean this is solid stuff really good very enjoyable yeah if you just want to sit and sip and and discuss and chill with a you know a few ounces this is your this is your whiskey it's really good so yeah yeah i haven't pulled out my secondary scale in a while but i give this a exceptional okay for sure yeah, for sure. All right, man. Yeah. We so, good? Well, let's send it to the next portion of our great podcast episode. <laughs> and that part, and that portion is Whiskey World News. All right. Welcome back to our great podcast. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I meant it was a great portion of our podcast. <laughs> I just had a very uh, egotistical of you there, Cole. No, that, that, I can see how some people would probably hear it that it's way. Probably, yeah. probably Steve. Steve would think that. Steve. <laughs> Have you ever seen uh, Flight of the Concords? No, I still haven't watched it yet. I do need to get into that. So there's this one line where they're like, he's like, I'm the, uh, what is it? I'm the hip hopopotamus. My lyrics are bottomless. And then he uh, loses track of what he was going to say. But then he goes, uh, I'm gonna do my best to nail this one. He says, uh, "He says, rocking this metropolis, uh, or rocking the top of this esophagus, rocking this metropolis." No, I'm not a large water drilling mammal. Where'd you get that preposterous hypothesis from? Did Steve tell you that one per chance? And then he like shakes his fist and he's like, "Steve, <laughs> it's so good." Uh, we got stuff in common with him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, anyway. shake our fa- fists at guys named Steve. Anyway, this is the part of the show where Cole raps for a bit, and we read an article. Uh, didn't write it; we're just going to talk yep. about it. And this one comes from MarketWatch.com. Uh, Ooh, and Cole, it kind of falls in line. So I know we did the Polplex. Was there another container yep. Whiskey World news that I'm forgetting about that we did where they changed it up, or was it just Polplex? I think it was just Polplex. Just Polplex. Um, I can't think of anything besides glass and Polplex killers. Yeah. So anyway. Well, welcome to the lineup here, Polplex, because this one's titled, It's Time to Crack Open a Can, parentheses, of whiskey, mm. that is. And this is written by Charles Passy. And it says, an Irish brand booze is in a can is the future of drinking. Like, no, seriously, man, we, <laughs> we already saw the future, and its name's Polplex, but nice try. Um, <laughs> the can, two stacks, dram in a can, Irish whiskey, is $18.99 for a four-pack. In recent years, canned beverages have acquired a certain cachet. Craft beer makers have embraced the packaging, and beverage brands are heavily promoting canned cocktails, to say nothing of hard seltzer. What could be next? Whiskey in a can, of course. Two Stacks, an Irish-based brand, has started rolling out its dram in a can in the U.S. The beverage comes in four pack of mini cans with just 100 milliliters, or roughly 3.4 ounces per can. It's a whole new drinking experience for 
on the move. <laughs> I think drinking on the move is probably not the best idea. Yeah, slogan. we don't want to recommend that. Yeah. <laughs> Says Shane McCarthy, one of the brand founders. Indeed, McCarthy and his partners, who all have a background working with breweries and distilleries, tout the idea of Dram in a Can as a beverage with portability to be enjoyed, say, after a long hike. This way, there's no lugging that bottle of scotch in your backpack. He hints. McCarthy is also aware that some naysayers insist canned beverages have a metallic taste imparted by the packaging. Craft beer makers have come up with their own solution to this issue. But in Two Stacks' case, the company is using the tin rather than more common aluminum or aluminum, saying that tin is much less reactive. (laughs) Dram in a can is not strictly about the packaging. It's a blend of five different types of Irish whiskey, mixing grain, malt and pot style stills, or mountains. Malt and pot still styles. Oh, and if you're opposed to sipping from a can, take note. Two Stacks plans to release the full whis- the whiskey in a full size bottle too. Um, I'll go ahead and stop there. But Cole, <laughs> any thoughts about this? Can you can you reseal it? I don't think so. It's in a can. I, I might not a, always want to drink pump, pump, three cool. to four ounces. Uh huh. What? What'd you say? I said, it's got a pop top Cole. I don't know. It's from an old commercial. Oh, I thought you said. Uh, Miles Ferguson probably remembers it. Yeah, he, he's good at that. <laughs> it's yeah. got a pop top. Henry. No, but like, yeah, you could always like put a something over, like a piece of plastic wrap over it or something like that. But I, I usually, I mean, unless I'm sharing, I probably won't drink three to four ounces when I crack, you know, a bottle uh, in one sitting. Uh, that I guess it's good. That's actually a really good idea. Think about it like this. We used to, when I was in a kid and we did lemonade stands, we would charge 35 cents for a you know cup of lemonade. And why we were we thought we were smart, and I agree. Like to this day, it was kind of smart. If it were 25 cents, anyone can find a quarter. But can you find a quarter and a dime as easily? Maybe not. Um but at that point where you can like get 35 cents, they're just like, here's two quarters, keep the change. And then we don't, we're not overcharging, but they're willing to just, or here's a dollar. I don't even have a, I have a quarter, but I don't have a more than that. I Here's a whole dollar, keep the change. So people would just be like, Hey, finish the, you know, I'll just, I'll just go up and, and not spend 35 cents. And some people would spend 35 cents. Oh, man, those uh, but guys can find I feel like that's kind of the thing about three, three to four ounces is that you're going to finish all of it in one sitting because you have to. Uh, if, if you typically drink one to two ounces, you'll just be like, okay, we'll just finish the whole can because I don't want to cover this with plastic wrap and then drink it later. Uh, so that's my thought there. That was actually a really good idea. Sell more whiskey per sitting, even though that will probably lead more people to... Um, or drinking too much the, yeah. the flip side of that is and yeah if we're saying like one or two ounces is the standard right like probably two ounces yeah yeah you would probably pour yourself two ounces okay mm-hmm. and then you would go to pour your friend two ounces but oh only have an ounce and a half sure. so what do we have to do open another can okay that's true and then you're kind of going through cans like crazy and they're portable so you yeah. guys you, you know you're playing tag sipping on your can like <laughs> you're driving around you town know, sipping no, on your can no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, let's stick with tag here so you're, you're playing tag with your can okay, tag. and as you're running what's happening uh-huh. with the can you're probably spilling a little bit so it's like okay this super yeah. portable beverage that i thought i was going to drink while i played tag i got to open another one and so oh. it's just I or think, you're in the ball pit of Chuck E. Cheese, mm. and you got your can. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the Chuck E. Cheese of canned beverages. <laughs> uh, anyway. I, don't I, I feel like you'd be able to sneak that into Chuck E. Cheese pretty easily. Yeah, can. Just shove it in your kid's back pocket as you walk in, and then steal it from his pocket again. I don't and, think so. Know, Chuck E. Cheese is when no pretty one's looking. Chuck E. Cheese is pretty hardcore. Are they? Yeah, about... Like, they, like, check for alcohol i don't know about that i'm but I'm like there i don't i think i don't think it's ever a good idea to hide whiskey in your kid's back pocket that's a good point <laughs> don't do that listeners oh man oh. i'm learning myself yeah. now before here's, i have a kid here's yeah. another fatherhood lesson don't hide whiskey in your kid's mm-hmm. back pocket you're like i learned this one the hard way <laughs> oh man but anyway i thought that was kind of interesting pull plex drama like can. that there you go I'm not against it. Really? I am willing to try it. I'll try if 100%. anyone has it and wants to send it to us, 
we are down. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. And we'll one each point, drink a... 1.5 shots. I don't know, whatever. 100 milliliters? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's why, because 100 is just a nice so, even deca number. Oh, yeah. Destiny. So we don't have results yet for our... Uh, if you were ready to move to what we scooted well, I guess I have to be now, Cole. Acting like a total Steve. Yeah, we've, I've mentioned the name of the segment. Now we have to do it. <laughs> um... No, uh, we don't have results yet, but we'll probably do, uh, we'll probably at least mention them in the next episode, what happened from last episode. But last episode, we asked, uh, what, what are, you are you drinking for St. Patrick's Day? You know, and I think St. Patrick's Day, and you know, maybe we should just, and when we get replies, just share the replies, and that way people can see. That's a good idea. But we probably yeah, won't do that. Yeah, let's do that. that. You're, you're in charge of that one. So we're bad at, I'm I'll bad let you at do this that. stuff. So we'll see. Anyway, this week. Nah, this I mean, week. we post like once a week these days, and I need to get on top of that more. Uh, I hate Instagram. I don't hate Instagram. I just hate posting to Instagram. I hate forgetting that I, what I'm supposed to do and then trying to find time to do it. It's all good. Anyway, we're so on the same page. This week. So. We got a good one. Cool. You're expecting child. Yeah. Right. You're on the. You're yeah. On the... I am having a baby moon mm-hmm. this week. And uh... and you know where this came from? Actually, this this question was really from one of our listeners, Drew Toland, who's actually having his child very soon. If if actually, his child hasn't already been born, he said so. Uh-huh. That was last week, and he said two weeks. So it's either right about when this episode comes. It might out very well happen before. this week. Yeah. And if he, when he does, he's going to hit us up and we're going to give his little son a shout out. But uh, he freaked me out in a, in a good way. Um, I mean, it was like, okay, so we'll, we'll dig into this a little more after we talk about it. Uh, But Drew was like, Hey, yeah, I got this bottle King of Kentucky from 2020 uh, that I am celebrating his birth with. And I'm like, I don't have any unopened bottles at home at this point. I'm very bad at saving bottles. If I have a bottle that I think about saving for a long time, then I usually gift it. And like like the most recent one, I had an extra stag and I gifted it to my friend for his uh, wedding. Uh, so I'm really bad at holding on to bottles that are new. And he freaked me out saying that. And I'm like, I don't even have a bottle for my daughter who's due in at this point when this episode comes out less than three months. So I'm freaking out a little bit. If anyone wants to help me with that, uh, let me know. I have money. I have <laughs> assets that I could sell. No, I'm kidding. I do have money. Um, but yeah, hit me up. Like I, Jason Preston, I'm talking to you. If you got any extra things hanging around. Uh, and, you know, I'm not just talking to Jason. But um, anyway, what should I? Here's the what whiskey would you choose for the week? <laughs> What whiskey should I celebrate with? Uh, and this is hard because it's very hypothetical and it's really about what I can find mm-hmm. or what I would be able to find. But I'll tell you what, I guess I'll go with what my dream whiskey would be for, um, you know, celebrating the birth of my daughter. And for that, it is, <laughs> I, I feel like one of the things on my mind is like uh, Four Roses cast strength. Uh, not, I'm not talking about ca- single barrel barrel proof. I'm talking about the special edition cash strength limited editions that they've put out. Maybe that would be really cool. If any one of our listeners has that and is willing to uh, courier that to me for a cost, let me know. Um, but I'm down for other things as well, I guess. So what are you thinking, Robbie? Well, it's cool. I'll tell you what. If you wait to get a bottle for this, as long as you waited to actually get to the point on your ramblings, you could probably mm-hmm. do something that comes out in 2025. That was a lot of talking, Cole. You were just... It was. <laughs> I realized that after, and I like leaned away from the mic. It's like a symbol of, I am done. I don't have to keep talking. <laughs> Those are, the, the gears in your head were just spinning around, man. Oh, Firing man. off, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so I... okay. Now, this is not going to be popular. I know I'm going to lose on this. But when I think of Cole celebrating his first baby, I kind of go back to Cole and his first love of whiskey. And I'm going to say, you could just do a bottle of Eagle Rare, man. Like, maybe find a store pick at Eagle Rare. Um, That's true. You know, and this just kind of says, like, you know what? The way this bottle of Eagle Rare bloomed into a love of whiskey, so too (gasps) does this next bottle of Eagle Rare bloom into my love of you. You know, you know, it'd be cool too 
is getting two bottles, drinking one to celebrate her birth, and then drinking the second when she turns twenty-one. Yeah, that's there. Oh, That'd that's a be good cool. idea. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. that's attainable. Put her name on it. Yeah, you rear wise. Yeah. Ugh, the thought of my daughter being twenty-one already breaks my heart. <laughs> well, it just got real to me when you just said my daughter a second ago. I was like, oh yeah, Cole's gonna be a dad. I'm so used to like hanging Dude, out with you guys in three months. You guys having to put up with us like chastising children. Now it's your turn. Now it's, yeah, we got to watch that. Yeah. The nice thing though is next time we hang out, the Amara's old enough to kind of be helpful. Um, yeah. Possibly even, you know, like depending on how old the kid, when the kid's old enough to kind of be like, we trust Amara to kind of watch the kid. We can like, yeah, you know, leave them inside in the playroom for a little bit and they can play. The girls are going to be all about your daughter and like the baby. Uh-huh. And they're going to, yeah, it's going to be cute. So it'll be fun. I'm excited you guys. They're going to be more into my daughter than a balloon. Uh-huh, yeah, balloons are cool, but when Cole starts rubbing the baby on their head and then throwing it at their faces. <laughs> Sticking it to the, the wall, yeah. <laughs> They're gonna be, Cole's going to be the coolest again. So anyway, That's a good one. I'm interested. I look like, forward to that. You know, I kind of view, I definitely view uh, Chill Filter as a community. Um, and you know what? I'm excited yeah. for this community to kind of chime in and say, hey, this Cole, this is what you do. And if you got a good bottle where you're willing to sell to Cole or part with or gift or yeah. whatever you want to do, like, I'm excited yeah. for that. You know, it'll be, I'm interested to see what people come up with here. So, for sure. Yeah. So, that's good. So, the the only question left in the episode is what should we drink next? The question we tend to forget the most. Um, I don't think we said... That's for sure. We don't miss Whiskey World News often. <laughs> so, were we want to go on the more expensive end or the more uh, accessible end here? I say, let's do accessible. We, we did mention um, a Crown Royal standard recently. And, and worst case scenario, we can just pick up a mini for that. Yeah. Uh, you want to put... Is that okay? Do you want to put something up against that one? We could definitely do... Um, we haven't done Maker's Mark Standard, have we? No, we, we did Maker's 46. 46. Yeah, I don't think we ever did. Yeah, let's do Maker's Mark versus uh, Crown Royal. Makers and actually, Crown. one of our listeners, Mike Cook, I believe sent us the standard among uh, two other things. So, Perfect. Uh, worst case scenario. Yeah, we got that. So, awesome. Yeah, Maker's Standard versus Crown Royal Standard. Let's go on the on the reasonably priced end. Perfect. I love it, man. It's been a while. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sweet. Well, All right. Cool. You know, I hope you have some safe travels and enjoy yourself there in Coronado. Yeah. I hope uh, your daughters uh, can learn to enjoy nap time and not set their dresses up in the room and turn on the light during nap time. Yeah. And that was a fun break having to run up there real quick and give them a ear. <laughs> uh, and Cole, uh, I guess I'll just hope that our listeners. Oh, crap. I hope that you can remember what we say. Yeah, blew it. I did. Hope I call. I hope <sighs> you say it correctly. Well, Robbie and <laughs> listeners, I hope that our love of spirits lifted yours. <laughs> <laughs>